RTHK, the news at one with Todd Harding. The headlines, Hong Kongers will no longer have to wear masks indoors, outdoors or even on public transport from tomorrow. The news is met with jubilation and worries from members of the public and Foreign Minister Ching Gung says that under the national security law, Hong Kong is set to thrive. Chief Executive John Lee has announced Hong Kong is dropping its mask mandate. From tomorrow, people will not have to wear masks outdoors, indoors or on public transport. But supervisors in high-risk places such as hospitals and care homes can still require visitors to wear a mask. Ahead of his weekly Executive Council meeting, Mr Lee said the removal of the mask mandate was for the good of the city. After looking at all the data, the trend and the fact that the winter surge is nearing the end, in order to give people a very clear message that Hong Kong is resuming, Normalcy. I think this is the right time to make this decision. And with the masking requirements removed, we are starting to resume to normalcy comprehensively, and that will be very beneficial to the economic development, international competitiveness, as well as our activities, which involve everyone in Hong Kong. Vijay Dhanasekharan is an associate professor from the University of Hong Kong School of Public Health. He gave his reaction to the announcement during an appearance on RTHK's Backchat program. He told Jim Gould that he welcomed the move and said the focus now should be on improving the SAR's public health system. Certainly, I think this is how a pandemic usually sort of ends. Usually, it's not as if there's an end date. It's just that other problems take precedence. Personally, I think we are at that sort of stage where... Um, we don't have to be particularly concerned about COVID-19. But having said that, we need to rebuild you know, a world-class health system which doesn't get affected by any outbreaks in the future. Having so much of experience and dealt with this, I think that's really what we need now. Some parents have welcomed the move, with others saying the administration is far behind other places in the world in this regard. A father of two tells RTHK he's thrilled to hear the news. For kids, especially younger kids, it's been quite challenging, to be honest, to be to have them, you know, have masks on them all the time. As a parent, it's a very welcoming decision. You know, let's say if we're in a very congested area, yeah, sure, uh, masks on and, you know, being protecting ourselves, it makes sense in an outdoor environment where, like, the air is circulating. Like, personally, I think it's a lot safer. Many people we spoke to expressed jubilation at being able to take their masks off tomorrow. I, I'm thrilled. I can't wait. Yeah. It's been way too long. Way behind, you know, the rest of the world. Obviously, it's a good thing that uh, the restriction got lifted. Uh, I can take out all the lipsticks. <laughs> I think it's a bit late, but regardless, it, it's a good thing that is happening. Finally, very, very happy about it. <laughs> but some say they will still keep their masks on. To be honest, I never had COVID. So I think I will still wearing my mask indoor, but outdoor, I think I will just take it off because nowadays nobody cares about the COVID. It's just like, so I don't know, but I, I, I was still wearing the mask. I'm excited, but I'm not used to being seen with my lower face because I've been covering it for like two years. A little bit scared. Um, I think I will only just wear a mask. Uh, I don't want to let other people to see my face. Um, but a little bit excited. I want to know that uh, if tomorrow I will see more face. We also spoke to some older members of the public. Some of them are not worried as they've been jabbed multiple times. It's not too late. It's OK. The time is OK. Quite excited. I feel like I will not be affected by the disease now. Uh, why? Because you're vaccinated or...? Uh, already vaccinated. So how many jabs do you have? Uh, four. 
I'm not very... All the people will wear masks, for sure, because I think they are worried about their health. But everybody else who's been vaccinated, I think it's a relief, because I've been vaccinated, five vaccinations. And I think it's... I know the government did it for the right reasons, but too little too late to take it off now, right? The whole world, except us in North Korea, have got masks. Government vaccine advisor Lao Yulung has, however, advised people to continue wearing masks on public transport. MTR trains and buses are confined spaces. They are usually very crowded, especially during the morning and off-work peak hours. It's necessary to wear masks during this period. When being interviewed on TV, radio and by newspapers, many citizens actually indicated that even if the mask mandate is stripped, they will not stop wearing masks. If they are entering MTR stations or riding buses, they have indicated that they would wear masks. So we need to trust our citizens. I believe they are very smart after three years of the pandemic. They should know how to manage their own health and assess their own safety. University of Hong Kong researchers say it's still crucial for people to get jabbed, despite an end to major COVID restrictions, saying vaccination can effectively guard people against hospitalisation and death. The research was based on big data analysis, which tells scientists how effective the COVID vaccine is. It found that three jabs of vaccine can reduce the death rate of elderly patients by over 95%. Professor Ian Wong led the research. Vaccination can reduce the mortality, hospitalization, serious complications, specifically in older people. From our studies, we hardly found any serious side effects at all. So if you put both things into consideration, the risk is minimal having the vaccine, but the benefit is huge. Then in that case, that's no brainer to have the vaccination. Foreign Minister Ching Gang says no country has the authority for lecturing or finger-pointing on the human rights issues of other countries. Mr Chin made the statement in a video message to the 52nd regular session of the United Nations Human Rights Council. He said human rights is not one-size-fits-all and that each country's right to independently choose the path of human rights development must be respected. He also spoke about Hong Kong and the national security law. Since the legislation on safeguarding national security in Hong Kong took effect, the city's standing as an international financial shipping and trading center has strengthened. Hong Kong remains in the lead in multiple global index ratings concerning the rule of law, safety and security and business climate. The lawful rights and freedoms of its residents are better protected. Hong Kong is now at a new stage where it has restored order and is set to thrive. U.S. President Joe Biden has welcomed the latest attempt to solve one of the biggest problems posed by Brexit, how to treat Northern Ireland. The Good Friday Agreement 25 years ago, which brought peace between Protestants and Catholics there, eliminated the hard border on the island of Ireland. But Brexit meant there had to be a trade border somewhere between the European Union and Great Britain, potentially undermining the Good Friday Agreement. An attempt was made to solve that problem by placing the trade border between Great Britain and the island of Ireland. But it was hated by unionists from the Protestant community who want Northern Ireland to stay part of the UK and by their supporters in the governing Conservative Party. Now, though, the UK and the EU have reached a new agreement, welcomed by the British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. Together, we have changed the original protocol and are today announcing the new Windsor Framework. Today's agreement 
delivers smooth-flowing trade within the whole United Kingdom, protects Northern Ireland's place in our union, and safeguards sovereignty for the people of Northern Ireland. The Windsor framework, named after the town outside London where it was signed, will scrap checks on goods destined only for Northern Ireland, but they will be kept for goods heading for the Republic and beyond. The European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen said that she and Mr Sunak had worked hard to reach a breakthrough. We knew we had to work hard with clear minds and determination, but we also both knew, dear Rishi, that we could do it because we were both generally committed to find a practical solution for people and for all communities in Northern Ireland. Serbia and Kosovo have moved closer to normalising ties through a European Union brokered peace plan after talks in Brussels with Kosovo's Prime Minister Albin Kurti and the Serbian President Aleksandr Vucic. The EU's foreign policy chief said they'd endorse the agreement, but more talks were needed in its implementation. Mr Kurti blamed Serbia for dragging its feet. I have not signed the deal because the other party was not ready to sign it. I've expressed my readiness and my willingness to sign the text. I believe it's a pity the deal was not signed since we all agreed on it. The confirmation of the acceptance of the deal should have been through signing it. But it was the Serbian side's decision not to go ahead with it. The Italian Prime Minister, Giorgia Meloni, says she has written to EU leaders urging immediate action to stop migrant boat departures. On Sunday, more than 60 people drowned when their boats sank off the coast of southern Italy. Police believe as many as 40 people are still missing. The UN says most of those on the stricken boat were Afghans and Pakistanis. The co-founder of one of Senegal's most famous bands, Touré Kunda, has died in Paris at the age of 73. Ismael Touré formed the group with his brother in the 1970s. Much of their time was spent in France, where they sang in six languages, blending southern Senegalese melodies with rock, reggae and jazz. Here's the band performing one of their most popular songs, Senebayo. <laughs> To sports now, the best FIFA football awards have taken place in Paris and there were familiar winners for the best player prizes. Lionel Messi picked up the men's trophy for a second time after captaining Argentina on their way to winning the World Cup. Spain and Barcelona midfielder Alexia Puteas retained the women's award. It's yet another individual honour for Messi, who's been battling with Cristiano Ronaldo for awards throughout his career. The former Arsenal manager Arsene Wenger says comparing them is tough. When they will not be there anymore, we will realize what they have given us, both of them. I always refuse to make a hierarchy in that because there are two different players, completely different players, but two exceptional players who have uh, uh, shown the world for 15 years uh, how great football can be. Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola says he won't be taking their lower league opponents lightly ahead of tonight's FA Cup fifth round match at Bristol City. Guardiola's team are currently second in the Premier League while Bristol are mid-table in the second tier. It's the first time the two sides are meeting in the competition and Guardiola is expecting a challenge. Last 12 games, no defeat. That means this date, uh, this info give me a lot of info. So... 12 games, no defeat, means they are there. So my scout team is a, a good team. The manager have all experience, did really well against Lister and, and Watford when I was there, she was there. 
uh, one or two seasons ago. Uh, it's a final, so FA Cup is important competition, really, really important. So, serious team, and it's going to play tomorrow. In Italy's Serie A, Juventus manager Massimiliano Allegri says his team are under increased pressure ahead of tonight's derby against Torino. Juventus were hit with a 15-point deduction for false accounting. Allegri says his squad can do nothing more than focus on their next match. It's a very important game for us and for them, but especially for us because we have to continue our climb up. Bologna beats Inter Milan. So now Bologna have a three-point advantage. We have to try to reach them and then rely on the points we earned in the league, which are 47. And so we must try to increase these points that we got in the league. It's a long way. Tomorrow's game is very complicated because Torino are a very well-prepared team and have good qualities, and mostly they are a very aggressive side. In tennis, Novak Djokovic has broken Steffi Graf's record of 377 weeks at number one in the rankings. The BBC's Richard Newman reports. Novak Djokovic has surpassed Steffi Graf's record for the most weeks spent at world number one after entering his 378th week at the top of the men's tennis rankings. The 22 major winner has held the record for the most weeks as men's world number one since March 2021. Djokovic said, I'm flattered, proud and happy and added that Graf was one of the greatest, most legendary tennis players that ever played. Germany's Graf won 22 Grand Slam singles titles between 1987 and 1999. In cricket, New Zealand have beaten England by just one run in a second test thriller to draw the series despite having been forced to follow on in Wellington. New Zealand set England a target of 258 runs to win, but the visitors were all out for 256 in dramatic scenes as the two test series finished one apiece. Neil Wagner took the decisive wicket of James Anderson as New Zealand wicketkeeper Tom Blundell pulled off a diving catch to make history. It was the first time England had lost a test after forcing their opponents to follow on. The weather forecast, fine and dry with moderate easterly winds. The outlook mainly fine and dry in the next few days. The temperature difference between day and night will be quite large. Warm during the day tomorrow with a bit of haze later on. Currently, the observatory, 21 degrees Celsius, humidity 57%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kongers will no longer have to wear masks indoors, outdoors or even on public transport from tomorrow. The news is met with jubilation and worries from some members of the public. And Foreign Minister Ching Gung says that under the national security law, Hong Kong is set to thrive. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
I'm Radio 3 and hallucinate. Hello, it's nearly 20 past one for a Tuesday afternoon and you're listening to The Brew. In a few minutes from now, we're going to catch up with Dr. Merrin Pierce and talk about coral. So stick around. We'll be on Facebook Live as well. Had a great seven-year white knuckle ride Killing time flying high as I held on tight to you Singing hallelujah to him every night with you. 